What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical, and this will be a top 10 of WWE's 2021 good and 2021 bad, and also a top five of their best matches, in my opinion, for the year. As I record this, I am actually waiting for December 15th to come. Winter is coming. AEW because I want to know what they have up their sleeve because I feel like they're going to get one more big thing about whatever they got going on. I have no clue, but I have not finished that list because of that. But this list was finished because WWE's done. <laughs> they have nothing else. They literally, they saw AEW did it all out and they blew their load the next weekend. So it's, and that's, you know what? That's just the way the company is at this point. It's not a knock or a criticism. It's just fact. And I'm happy that I got to see the stuff I've seen this year. As I got into this year, uh, was, as we reflected a little bit, uncertain like everyone else. Uh, so just happy to see fans back. Happy to see, I think the wrestlers are truly, truly happy to see the fans back. I thought I was, it's one thing to have, to, 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 to see it. And to have the settlement, and to have the wordplay coming out, but to actually see it, I really feel like if they're happy fans are back, and I'm happy for that. So let's touch the top five matches, in my opinion. We're going to start with an honorable mention, and that's Walter versus Champa. Walter just had some some wars this year, three or two of them with Dragonoff, but this one was a war as well. I it, the, the, it was never in doubt who was going to win. Uh, Walter was going to. But to me, it would just sometimes you look at certain things and even me being a, a, essentially a lifelong wrestling fan, sometimes I still need to dis, just like disbelieve. What's the word I'm looking for? It was my, um, I need to sustain my disbelief. And when I saw that on paper, I was like, Champa has no chance in hell. And I just forgot how good he is, man. Champa has been so under the radar this year until NXT Championship run. Now I just, just, just forgot about it, man. And also at the same time, NXT just wasn't good this year, even before the whole takeover 2.0. It just, I wasn't excited about NXT this year. You know, I still watched it, but I just wasn't excited about it. And I think because so many things were taken so fast and didn't have a time to simmer to a boil, like Hit Row, you know, like uh, like um, Jonah, you know, to me, The Way had was probably one of the best things on this year. Um, I love the, the coming together of the way. But anyways, that is your honorable mention. Walter vs. Champa, alternate winning. Now, mind you, as you guys know, you've heard my list. I just write these things down. There is no specific order. I can watch all these things, all these matches, and still get pleasure out of them. There's no order for me. So five, we'll go with the main event of WrestleMania night one, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. I believe they're the, obviously they're, they're second core woman to main event in WrestleMania, but I believe they're the first black woman. They had to be the first black woman to do it. And they did it together. They put on a hell of a performance. They put on such a performance to where the next night, you may hear about that next main event too, uh, they had to put on an even better show. Um, but this was Bianca Belair's, uh, essentially her crowning. And um, it wasn't the better person to do it against. And there's still unfinished business there. And even though they're on different brands now, this match can main event WrestleMania again, especially with WrestleMania staying as two nights. 
this can do it again. So number four, Walter and Dragunov two. Walter Dragunov one was a masterclass in you. You're right there, Dragunov. You just need to get over the general. You need to go over the final boss. You couldn't do it this time. But you put up a hell of a fight. You put him on notice that you don't want me again. Because I can get you again. And the second time they did it, the final takeover in Brooklyn. Or no, or, or in the CCTWC. Boy, oh boy, they put on a master class. And to see Walter tap out. As fa- and he tapped out fast. It was surprising. You knew you knew Dragunov was going to win. It was his time. But it was a surprise to see Walter tap. But you know what? It just added layers to this feud of what they would do to each other to get the win. So it was, to me, it was fantastic. Number three, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. And you can choose your his final match in WWE, Bryan Danielson's, or you can choose a match at Fastlane. I choose Fastlane. Because to me, it was, you saw just two nights before Reigns tap out to the LaBelle lock. And you didn't see him tap again. It was just such a masterclass. And Brian has done a masterful job of putting Reigns over, whether it's a heel or baby face. And they just work well together. It's just, just fantastic. Um, I, there's nothing much I can really say about that. Was outside of just, you need to watch these two matches. They're just great matches, but mainly fascinating one. Edge versus Rollins. I take Edge versus Rollins, any of them. <laughs> but if I had to make a choice, yeah, I know people clamor for the Hell in a Cell. But to me, the first one was fantastic. Did Edge need to win the feud? Probably not. But at the same time, I who cares? You know, Edge, it, Edge I, I said this before, Edge is going to get that one last world title reign, whether you like it or not. And I'm not even an Edge fan, but he's going to get that one last world title reign. And you know what? If he keeps putting on matches like this, with the likes of the newer stars, I, I will not be. For, when I started this year, I was opposed to it. I'm no longer opposed to it. He's turned me, mainly because I feel like he's evolved with the times. It's not just the same old edge stick. He's evolved, and he looks like he belongs. He does belong. He's not just a Hall of Famer in name, and as time has passed, he's really good. And he's, he's back and better than ever. And number one, the main event, WrestleMania Night 2, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Edge, where they had stacked, impact, and pinned. This was a, f- a fun match. This was a great way to end WrestleMania's Night 1 and 2. Also, at the same time, this was a great way to just make Reigns just be more and more dominant. Like, this will be, without a doubt, his longest World Heavyweight Championship run. And to me... This is the only thing that The Rock has ever missed on his resume. He's having a long tyrant. His longest tyrant was with the Intercontinental Championship. But he never had a long world tyrant. He was usually a transitional champion. This will be Reigns' longest world tyrant. And he's going to be faced very soon. I'm assuming by the end of 2022, he'll be a face. Maybe in the middle of 2022. He has done a great job. We're going to get to Reigns more in a second, too. He, they have done a great job booking with him. He has done a great job of standing up for himself. Like the rumor came out or the... I'll say rumor came out that Reigns says, hey, either I go on first or last. You know what? He's absolutely right. He has been the heart and soul of SmackDown. The bloodline have come together. I don't know how the story ends. It looks like it's ending with Brock Lesnar winning the world championship from him and Paul Heyman turning on him, which, uh, but you know what? 
he is going to be a hell of a baby face. He, he will be a hell of a baby face when they turn him. I think it's too soon, but I'm still enjoying this Roman Reigns. I'm glad he gave the ultimatum. Hey, you want me back? I need to be healed. So those, in my opinion, are your, are your five best matches from WWE this year. You let me know your, your, yours. Also, with the honorable mention. And now we get to the good and the bad of WWE. Where do we start? Let's start with the bad and then end with the good. That seems like a good place. Bad, middle, good end. One, the releases. Over 80 superstars have been released. And I thought about, hey, maybe I would name the names, but let's just name 10 of them. Johnny Morrison, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, Olive Hit Row. Um, who else? I, uh, Drake Maverick. Samoa Joe before he was rehired, but he's still amongst the list though. Um, we talked about this in depth on another episode. It's in the archive. I don't know where this company's going into the future. It feels like it's about to be sold, and and that's why they're stockpiling younger talent. Uh, at the same time, it's just a shame to see a lot of this happen. You know what though? You know this is what this, this has been my. Doing this podcast, not this one, the previous one, why I repent, I'm going to do it again. Help me really become the fan I needed to be. Not stressed, not angry, not negative, not toxic. Just, you know what? I know what I enjoy. I'm going to watch what I enjoy. And that's it. And to me, I'm very frustrated these people have lost their jobs. At the same time, I think we saw a lot of of good people this year. Keith Lee, who was pinned into winning the United States Championship, got COVID really bad, almost died. Mia Yim was supposed to make her debut on the main roster in the Women's Royal Rumble. She sacrificed that spot and essentially her job to be at home with her man. Things that you probably wouldn't see from the, the, the older guys, the ones that they wear as a badge of honor not being there for their family and they're realizing, oh wow, it's kind of a bad dad. Like. You saw the good in certain things like that. Like, she stands behind her man, and you know what? I love it. I've, well, I'm with it. You just see certain things like that. You see uh, Tyre Valkyrie uh, just being like, or Frankie Monet, being like, hey, no, I have every right to say what I'm saying because we both lost our income before the holidays. Like, I don't know. Just, they're going to be all right. I would like to see them on a big platform. I really would. AEW can't take everybody. They won't take everybody. You know, but maybe this might be lead to a good thing with Keith Lee. I don't know. As far as like, I, I could see Keith Lee in New Japan and in AEW and in Impact. I could see him doing those things. Can you imagine a Moose versus Keith Lee feud? I watch Impact for that every week. So, you know, it sucked. I don't need to go into more details, but that was definitely, definitely some bad in the year 2020. And if anything, if I had to number something, this would be number one as it continues. Number two, the Queen's Crown Tournament, which was a sham. And shout out to Salamonster. Uh, sounds off the podcast. He timed the matches. He's better than me. Apparently, it was enough ring time of 17 minutes and 34 seconds of all the matches for a Queen of the Ring tournament, which Zelina Vega did win. Which really meant nothing. Which Shayna well, apparently Dewdrop got the spot that Nia Jax was supposed to have. Um, and now Nia Jax has been released. 
I don't know. They obviously did this just to say, hey, we did a woman's tournament. But it was essentially disgrace. I hope Zelina Vega does well with the gimmick. You know, I hope she takes it and makes it her own. And uh, she seems to have been embracing it, which is awesome. Uh, but this was a, t- a shame. It was this is this was freaking terrible, and there was uh, no excuse for it. So there you go. Three, the Monday Night Raw. There were several times I've traveled a lot this year, a lot, and there were several times where. I would say, all right, I'm in my hotel room. I'm tired. I'm not going to go anywhere. Let me get something to eat. I'll go get something to eat. Come back. And Raw will be on. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch Raw. And you guys know I make a habit of not complaining about Raw or how long it is or how bad it is on this show. Just don't do it. It's a bad show, though. <laughs> it's a terrible show. It's just hard to get through. And I used to be one of these, these wrestling fans that... I lived in fear of messing out. I really did. Like, I would never want to ever miss out on anything WWE, like, or wrestling in general. I can miss out on Raw. <laughs> you know, I, I it's always recorded so I can go back and watch the moments, like watching Big E win the WWE Championship. That was obviously a must. However, my God, dude, it's a bad show. It is, it is terrible. And honestly, the same way the releases keep happening, which is going to keep happening until twenty, until whenever, Raw is going to continually be bad too. It just really is. It just is what it is. Number four, the builds to pay-per-views this year, for the most part, were terrible. Survivor Series was the final straw. They were horrible. No, no storytelling. And it, number four goes with number five, by the way. But well, outside of certain characters like Edge, like Reigns. They they just had no direction in most of these pay-per-views at all, which is a shame. And number five, the draft. It just needs to go. It is god-awful and makes no sense when they have it. And they changed up the draft a ton. So a lot of things that we were supposed to see on the draft, we actually didn't get to see. We had to see it earlier. Like, Becky Lynch wasn't supposed to come back until the draft. But due to All Out, doing what they did, AEW, Becky Lynch had to come back sooner. Brock Lesnar had to come back soon. Brock Lesnar, he did not sign a deal until that week that he came back at SummerSlam. Big E was supposed to win the WWE Championship on draft night. They had to, they had to pull it up. So, yeah. So that was the top five bad for me for just the worst things happened with WWE this year. Let's get to the good. Let's end with the good, though. One, Roman Reigns runs the gauntlet that I don't think anybody in WWE history has ever run before. I don't think we've ever seen a superstar to at Reigns level just get hit with the superstar to superstar to superstar he has to defeat to in order to keep his world championship. This is the way a world title should be defended. This is the way a superstar should be handled. Uh, I just don't remember anyone ever going through this before. Like it feels like injuries or whatever have kind of jumped up in someone's world title. And for, even if someone has a great world title reign. It feels like they always had like one week defense, right? Let's start with this year with Roman Reigns. He started the year feuding with Kevin Owens, had that weird end at the Royal Rumble, which which was fine. But then he ended up being with fight, fighting Daniel Bryan, Edge, fighting Cesaro. You might say that was, his, but I don't think that was a weak one. I think that was, we knew he wasn't going to win. That, that might be the one weak one, I guess. Air quotes, no air quotes, because he's doing air quotes. But it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't weak. It was just, um, under the radar, I like to put it. But if you want to say that, that's fine. 
But to me, you had Cesaro. You had then Edge again. And then you had you had this back-to-back that you had Rey Mysterio. Like, you had back-to-back-to-back where every time Reigns would overcome someone, he overcomes Edge. Cena comes out. Cena comes back only to put Reigns over. Cena then gets defeated by, by Reigns. Brock Lesnar comes out. It, it's just been it was it's just been name after name after name where he's had to beat them up and beat them to retain his universal championship. So I will say this: looking at the short span that the universal title has been uh, existed, I think five years now. Look at the champions: you've had Seth Rollins, you've had Finn Balor, you've had Kevin Owens, you've had Goldberg, you've had Brock Lesnar, you've had Roman Reigns. I think that's it. You've had as universal champions though. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. Um, I think that's it, though. And to me, this might be... No, I'm saying it. This has been the strongest Universal World title run in history so far, in in its short span. So, um, yeah, Reigns running the gauntlet to me was fantastic. The returns, as we've mentioned off and on here, John Cena coming back to a monstrous ovation. Like, you knew he was coming out. But to have him come out, and it's it's clear WWE misses him, but he's he's about to be a mega star in movies. Like, I don't know if he's gonna be bigger than The Rock, but he can be. No, he could potentially be big, be, be as big or not bigger than The Rock. Maybe not as, not bigger, but maybe as big. Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, the returns that were needed to freshen some things up. The returns were definitely needed, and now we have fresh matches that we can get. Hopefully. Um, not burn certain things out like having Becky Lynch and Charlotte still know how to put on a show even though they're air quotes feuding having Brock Lesnar as a baby face Brock Lesnar for the first time since 2002 going into 2003 so the returns were very much needed and they all came around the same time starting with John Cena number three we had talked about this earlier Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks main event in Wrestlemania which was just huge Banks to me, uh, Bailey. Even though uh, to me, this, uh, speaking about honorable mentions, let's throw this in the bad. Bailey not having a match at WrestleMania, that was bad. And then she got hit with an ace, torn ACL. Terrible. Um, but Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair main eventing was awesome. Four Big E and Bobby Lashley fulfilling their destinies and winning the WWE Championship. And to me. Who knows where the lineage of the Universal Championship will go in 10 years, if it'll, if, if it'll be around. We all know the big belt. Right now, it's the second one in the company. That's, and that's fine. It's happened before. But we know the belt that means a lot to fans and stats and all these kind of things. It's the WWE. It's named after the company, for Christ's sake. It's the reason why we had the boyhood dream from Shawn Michaels. It's the reason why we had Bret the Hitman Hart uh, defeating Yokozuna and being put up on arms and celebrated. It's the reason why Hulk Hogan nailed um, Iron Sheik with the leg drop and won the WWE Championship. It's the reason why Ultimate Warrior and Hogan had the ultimate battle. You know, it's the reason why Macho Man Randy Savage won the tournament at WrestleMania 4. These are the things that we identify with that championship. And it's a very important championship. And it's not a very diverse championship. Now, it's gotten there. You can say with people like The Miz, or unorthodox people like John Cena and The Miz. and um, The Rock, I know The Rock's black. We, we, we get all that. 
but it hasn't been given to a lot of people. And to have Bobby Lashley being booked as strong as he was being booked for over a year or close to a year, over a year essentially, and to have Miz then cash in, get his second WWE Championship run, but only for it to be a transitional champion to then lead to Bobby Lashley fulfilling his destiny and getting the title run he not only deserves, but man, he long overdue. This guy was in WWE years ago, was a United States champion, intercontinental champion. No, he was a United States champion first, excuse me, ECW champion. Was very underappreciated. At the same time, it was, it was the run for Cena. It was just the Cena's time. He leaves WWE, reinvents, reinvents himself, becomes an MMA fighter. He ends up then holding all the belts in Impact. Then they call him back. Terrible storylines with his sister and Sami Zayn and all these things, only to build him up as a United States champion, Intercontinental champion. And then for him to finally pull the trigger on a Monday Night Raw where he just needed to do it. He, he had to win, and he did. So, and Big E's journey. They break up the New Day one year ago in 2020, the, the close to in 2020. In that year, he won the Intercontinental Championship. Then he's supposed to start a few Aleister Black. That doesn't happen. Then he wins Money in the Bank. And then he cashes in on Bobby Lashley to win. What more can you say? What more can you say? And five, Edge's year. Beginning of the year, I was very vocal about, I'm just not an Edge fan. And boy, oh boy, he's he a year. Going wire to wire to Royal Rumble, number one to the end, to win his second Royal Rumble match. Then to have a classic match at WrestleMania in a triple threat match. Then to have a classic trilogy with with Seth Rollins, I'm sold. He can definitely he he went from being the babyface to the, essentially a tweener going into WrestleMania to now just a face and just had a hell of a year taking his breaks needed to, but every feud has been perfect essentially. So that is the end of the good, but. Um, this has been a fun show to do. We're trying to remember things, having to research research on this year. But that is my WWE. As I dro- I'm gonna drop all these in December, so we're gonna just have a gauntlet in December uh, on Monday. I've just we're, we're probably not gonna hit too many reviews, but we're gonna have a gauntlet of best of and all that type of stuff that I'm recording, and then we'll end the year with a bang. So thank you for listening. That is, I see things a little differently. Check me out on Wednesday for. Another review of Hawkeye's episode, so thank you. We are out.